When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On servicing breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. Good morning to you at 23 minutes to 8 on SENSA. We are going to head into our AFL update. Scout Recycling Centre, 11 locations across South Australia. Mark Bickley, wonderful yesterday morning, even though it was a public holiday in Adelaide. Tom Morris was still working very hard in the absence of Kane Corns. He was with Bucks yesterday. And as we say, good morning to you, Tom Morris. You described the grand final as one of the greatest, if not the greatest, that you have seen. It was wonderful listening to you. Good morning. Morning, Jared. Morning, Fix. Well, uh, I sort of I said that without any um, great uh, position of strength, given I'm 32 <laughs> years old. It's not like I've seen grand finals back in the 70s and 80s. I was negative <laughs> two in 1989. But um, for more, the first grand final I remember proper, properly was 1999. And I sort of, I, I thought about the grand final on Saturday. And I thought that, that's as good a grand final as I've seen. That second quarter was unbelievable. Mm. And I think 2016 was an amazing story. Clearly 2010 was incredible because it was so close. 05 and 06 were really tight and low scoring. But I think, um, I think everything around it uh, and the, and the, way, the spectacle, um, the way that Collingwood played, the way that Brisbane are so attacking, it was the grand final that I've enjoyed the most. This is, <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not the oracle, that's just my opinion. Uh, was that a deliberate ploy to say the first one you can remember is 99, the fact that I played in 97 and 98? <laughs> <laughs> I've watched replays of 97 and 98. And oh, I was going to send them to you otherwise. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, it was. It was, a, it was a cracking game. Like you said, at halftime, um, you, you were just spellbound, weren't you, with, with 18 goals being kicked and, you know, the way that it pinged around from end to end. And um, it did get clamped down a little bit in the third quarter, but still the – Charlie Cameron kicking that goal to, to put Brisbane in front and then what unfolded afterwards, it was just spectacular. Um, let's talk about some of the uh, the trade news that's just sort of buzzing around the place. If we start with a bit of local interest, Tom Duday, what's the latest on him? Because it seems as if now the season's finished, there's been a little bit more interest in Tom from uh, from what many people are saying. Well, we're all just playing the waiting game now um, as Tom Duday uh, decides what he wants to do. He's a free agent. So he's a restricted free agent. So the Crows can match whatever bid comes for him, but I don't think they will. Mm. Um, the wrinkle here is that the Adelaide Crows are offered a shorter-term deal on less money than what the Brisbane Lions and potentially Collingwood will present or have presented to Tom Duday. Um, and I think career certainty um, is what's really important for him. So they're the two clubs that have been linked to him uh, most heavily, but the Swans are also in the hunt for a player like Tom Duday. I think they re-established their interest a couple of weeks ago when they realised they were going to miss out on Ben Mackay. So there is interest for him. I would be surprised if Tom Duday stayed at the Adelaide Crows now. I really would. I think the Crows feel the same. They'd be able to get a, a pretty reasonable um, pick as compensation back for him. Uh, it's just a matter of when this actually all unfolds. Free agency opens on Friday, so it might be today, it might be tomorrow, but either way, 
I think by early next week at the latest, we'll know exactly what Tom Duday wants to do next year and beyond. Yeah, and it's pretty attractive when you think about some of the sides you mentioned. Collingwood, Brisbane, Sydney, all right in the window and, and contending, you would think, for the next couple of years, which is a consideration as well when you're, you know, you get to 26 or 27 years of age and you haven't won a premiership. That's going to be, uh, could be a contributing factor also. Yeah, I think so. And uh, Tom Duda had a deal on the table from the Adelaide Crows, which was significantly longer than um, the one that he's been ended up uh, offering. Mm. So um, they revised the deal because of his uh, second ACL that he did this year. Um, he'll be back next year sometime midway through the season, but um, well, that's the hope. Uh, but I think when they revised the deal, I think it, it became pretty apparent to these rival clubs that he was even more gettable than he was before. So I'm not going to pretend to know what he's thinking exactly. Um, I don't know whether Brisbane is at the front of his mind or Collingwood is at the front of his mind, but you're right. He's got a pretty good decision to make. A long-term deal at one of the two grand final clubs is, uh, is a good choice to have. One of the other players that is on the Adelaide list was uh, Elliot Himmelberg, who there's been a little bit of chat about potentially joining his brother at the Giants. Tom, do you have any news on that? Yeah, if, if Adelaide can secure Marbio Chol, and they're interested in him, they've offered him a three-year deal. They met with him in Melbourne last week. If Adelaide can secure Chol, then they'll allow Himmelberg to be traded to uh, join his brother at GWS. Um, if they can't secure... Marbior, um, then I think they'd be far less likely to allow Elliot Himmelberg to break his contract and get to GWS. So I think it all comes down to whether um, they can get uh, a player of similar ilk, you know, a tall player who can play forward and ruck um, as a replacement for him. If they can't get that, I think they'll hold him to his contract and he'll come out of contract at the end of next year. So still, still a bit to play out there because Cole is weighing up the Adelaide Crows, he's weighing up Hawthorne. And he's weighing up North Melbourne. They're the three main clubs. I don't, I don't think Brisbane is as interested as they were maybe a few weeks ago. I think they're pretty tight under the salary cap. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's out of uh, that's out of Elliot Zimbleberg's control. He's got to wait and see what Chol does. And then that will determine how keen the Crows are to move him on. The Crows certainly don't need Chol and Himmelberg. So um, they're, they're certainly linked, those two players. Tom, do you think if Port Adelaide end up getting the three players that they're after, Zerk Thatcher, Sweet and Radigalia, uh, it will be more than draft picks that they part ways with? Would there be the potential that they would say farewell to a couple of players? Yeah, that's the that's the option. I think I know the story yesterday was that um, Essendon have asked for a uh, future first round pick for uh, Brennan Zerk Thatcher. Or that's their starting point. That's not going to be. That's not going to happen. Clearly, no. he's not worth a first round pick, but. Um, but Essendon are also really keen for players. I, I can't profess to know who these players are that they'll be keen for. I mean, knowing Essendon, they'll, pro- they'll probably ask for Ollie Wines and Zach Butters and and uh, and Rosie and maybe even um, and maybe even someone else on top of that. But that's not going to happen either. So I just think uh, I think it's likely that a player will have to be involved at some stage, or Port have to get really creative with their picks. I mean, what they've said to other clubs is this future first round pick is on the table to beef up their draft hand this year. Because what we know is that they don't have a pick at the moment before the last selection of the second round, which will end up being a pick in the maybe the early 40s. So they mm. need to get creative, and I'm sure they're doing that at the moment. And rival clubs are aware that that future first rounder is on the table. You've got clubs like the Sydney Swans that aren't that keen to be in this year's draft, that are more keen to be in next year's draft. The clubs like the Brisbane Lions that will need to bank picks to get Levi Ashcroft next year. So there, there is some... I mean, the talent of being a good list manager, aside from getting the players in and doing the salary cap, 
is working out what other clubs need and um, finding mutually beneficial solutions for everyone. So that's the challenge for, for Jason Cripps at Port Adelaide, and uh, I'm sure they're working pretty hard on it now. Mm, he's been pretty good at it in the past. Um, Asava Radigalia is, yep. is an interesting one. What do you, what, what's his trade value? Depending on who you speak to, it, it's varied greatly. Where do you see his value in, in terms of what he's going to cost Port Adelaide? It, it's a really good question because as a player, as a pure player, put aside his contract at, at, or contract offer at Port, I think he's probably worth about pick 30. Um, he's a mm. key position, but he's been in and out of the team. But I think his contract offer at Port elevates that slightly to maybe 20 to 25. And I know that's what the Radigalia camp believes as well. And they're in charge of brokering this deal. You know, Radigalia's management will, um, will work uh, between the two clubs to come up with a solution. So I don't think he's worth a first rounder. I think he's probably worth a, a pretty uh, a pretty good second rounder. And I think a lot of that is because of the, the long-term deal that he's been offered by Port. But as I said before, Port don't have that pick at the moment. So they need to get creative and get some more selections in this year's draft. And you've got clubs like North Melbourne that have a suite of picks. So I think I wouldn't be surprised if Port are trying to work out a way to get one or if not two of those North Melbourne selections and use one of them on a Sava Radigalia. Tom Morris, thank you so much for your time, mate. Looking forward to hearing more from you on Trade Radio over the next couple of weeks. Thanks, Walsh. Thanks, Pete. Really good to speak to Tom Morris there, our AFL update. Uh, don't throw away cash. Bring your cans, bottles, appliances and more to a Scout Recycling Centre. So, again, Bix, we're going to hear a lot more of this stuff over the next couple of weeks and then players' names will bob up here and there. And I think sometimes with trade period too, players' names get thrown up and they aren't even brought into the conversation about trade. But then things start heating up a little bit and they start thinking about it in their minds and then all of a sudden they find <laughs> themselves at a new home. So anything can kind of happen over the next few weeks. Yeah, it is, and and it's. Um, I think back in the day, if you heard your name discussed in a trade, you were really worried. But these days, everyone is uh, involved or discussed in trade. So, I think it's it's just part of the territory. The other thing that happens also around this time is it's never been more creative. You hear Tom talk about Port Adelaide and how they're going to have to get creative. Or we've heard things like salary dump last year, and we're we're hearing about uh, maybe. Uh, the Gold Coast Suns maybe offloading pick four and also um, a whole range of different things. So I'm sure by the end of this trade period, something will have happened that maybe we haven't thought of that's going to be a little bit innovative and creative. It's just it's just the way the trade period is going. Totally agree. Uh, we are here thanks to Tyre Power. Great race sale is now on. Uh, Bix, I just received a direct message on my Twitter slash X account from Michelangelo yeah. Rucci that yes. uh, the link that Roach sent to me, and I'm very grateful for Michelangelo Roach doing this. Um, yes. It was what to do with uprooted trees, replant or remove. So he sent in some advice already. <laughs> I know, I'm a so, little bit disappointed and flat so, about this. So you, there's a chance you can maybe put it back in the ground? Is that what we're saying? Uh, no, because at 10.30 last night, I had a chainsaw out and I was oh, um, cutting right. it to yeah. pieces. So I think I've, I've maybe jumped the gun there. <laughs> Just very disappointed. We'll jump the chain short. Daniel says, the lemon tree came out roots and all. Surely you're going to try and save it and free plant today. Just going to say there's a lot of uh, lemons that are going to be consumed at my house over the next couple of weeks. So... There you go. You can have a listen so to Rooch. So if you Rooch. live in Semaphore, you want some lemons, just ro- can you give your address out, Jared, just quickly? Can you give your address out, Mark, quickly? <laughs> <laughs> the run home with Kimbo and the Rooch from 3pm. We're going to do On The Mark straight after this. Good morning.